Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler, and I am the owner of the Seckler Law Firm, and your host here each and every week on uh, the Life and Legacy Show, which you can find on Word FM in Pittsburgh. You can also find it as a podcast on Spotify or Apple. Just search for the Life and Legacy Show. Uh, and you will find all of our back episodes, of which there's about 100 of them these days, uh, full of helpful information. Uh, if you are more the video type, we have most of these episodes up as uh, you, on our YouTube channel, which you can find at secularlawfirm.com. Uh, and, and if you're into uh, finding any more information, um, you can find it all at my website, secularlawfirm.com. Um, we, uh, I, I kind of have this hobby of just creating a ton of content because... I find this work and the topic of today's episode to be really, really important. I find um, that most people are completely unaware of what they're up against when it comes to putting together a good estate plan that incorporates asset protection work. Um, and and so I put a lot of content out there with the hopes that somebody's going to listen to it, somebody's going to give us a shout and act upon it and, and maybe protect their house and their money from uh, from these issues. And so... You know, I, I wanted to do an episode here <clears throat> that kind of discusses um, a couple of, of experiences I've had in the last couple of weeks and, and why I do what I do and will continue to do what I do because it's just so darn rewarding to help people in this space. Um, before I get into the sort of the technical stuff, let's remember this is a radio show. You are not my legal client. This is for your general information. Don't take any legal or financial actions. Don't make any decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. Uh, if you need some help, you can give us a call at 724-546-4227 or check us out at the SecklerLawFirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R LawFirm.com. Um, so if you've listened to the show before or if you go and check out any of the old um, podcasts or if you know, you're one of our existing clients that just likes to uh, hear whatever the heck is going on in my head, you, you've heard the story of my grandfather, um, which is why I found this practice area. It's why I do what I do. And, and my grandfather, who had worked hard and saved well and, and ran a dairy farm and, and did uh, a lot of things right, uh, ended up in a skilled nursing facility with dementia in his later years and uh, went through a vast majority of his money um, battling Alzheimer's disease. And, and you know, the, the takeaway from that, at the time I was in the military and I was in law school, and I had no idea what was going on from a financial standpoint. I knew my grandfather was in the nursing home, but, I, you know, I wasn't privy to the financial information as as his grandchild. And came to find out, we went through a bunch of money, um, and I wanted to look into what the heck happened here, and I started researching this practice area called elder law. I went to Duquesne Law School here in Pittsburgh, and we didn't have an elder law course at the time. Uh, and it just seemed to me that this practice area was worthwhile because what I figured out was some of the different things that elder law attorneys do – um, I could have saved my own grandmother about a half million dollars from my grandfather's nursing home stay. 
and that was a half million dollars in the 1990s, not in the 2020s, um, before all this inflation nonsense, right? So, um, so for the last decade, a little bit more than a decade now, I have been advising families on these issues. How do you protect yourself? How do you protect your spouse? How do you protect your treasure, uh, your home? Um, because I can tell you there's way too many people going broken in long-term care uh, institutions. And it's not the nursing home's fault. Um, look, we just went through COVID. Providing health care is expensive, especially in a time period when no one wants to work in a long-term care setting after the whole COVID um, thing. And so, um, look, long-term care is expensive. The problem, though, is not the providers, in my opinion, um, um, though I'm sure some of them have their faults. The problem is we've got this broken government rule book that requires you to go broke if you get sick. And according to the Alzheimer's Association, one in three seniors will die with dementia. One in three of us. And according to most studies, two-thirds of us will need some form of long-term care if we make it to our senior years. So if one-third of us are going to have dementia, two-thirds of us will need some form of long-term care. And skilled nursing facilities, today's dollars are about $180,000 a year. Well, odds of me getting sick times cost of care times average duration in a skilled nursing facility being north of two years a lot of us ought to be planning for well north of a half a million dollars of long-term care expenses in our later years. Um, and, you know, to me, there's only a couple of ways to plan for this, and, and I think the answer is um, doing asset protection work, which is what I keep preaching on this radio show and in our workshops, which you can find out about, at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Uh, you can register for one of our upcoming live in-person workshops. We also have some webinars that you can sign up for. Um, and I teach you how to protect your home and your money from long-term care expenses. That's the whole point. Um, and if you're curious about these things, if you're cur curious about the stuff I'm talking about here today, um, come to a free workshop. I won't waste your time. I promise you I'm going to teach you good stuff you probably have never heard before. Uh, and we'll get you taken care of, okay? So I wanted to share with you um, a couple of stories um, that that have come out of the practice here in the last couple of weeks. And, and one of them was um, in the workshop uh, the other night, I, one of our live workshops. I, I sort of do my thing, and I teach people the stuff that, you know, they came for. Um, a lot of people find it helpful. Uh, people are signing up for the free consultations, and this fella walks up to me um, that had been listening, and he said, I got to tell you, I really relate to your grandfather's story. Um, he said, my mom is currently in a skilled nursing facility in Pittsburgh, and we have been paying privately for four years, which today's dollars, uh, right now nursing homes cost 180 grand on average in Pennsylvania. So let's say on average over the last four, they've probably spent, in the ballpark of $600,000 on this nursing home stay so far. And he was telling me this, and he said, and my dad, <clears throat> who's not in great health either, is in independent living, which is two or three grand a month, and their money's getting lower. Um, you know, they, they, this was a family that had some money, um, and, you know, without sharing too much, they had seven figures. Um, they don't anymore. And, you know, mom is still burning through 15 grand a month in the nursing home. And dad needs the money to pay for his care, let alone the fact that, 
I'm sure that they would prefer to leave a legacy to their children rather than lose it all to the long-term care provider. And so we're talking, and I say, well, you need an appointment tomorrow um, because we can solve this problem for you. Um, Now, for the duration of this, I'm not here promising results on what this could mean in your family, so please don't take it that way, and we're not done working on his case. We just, you know, they just came in this week. But it looks like we're probably going to get mom almost immediately eligible for Medicaid, even though they still have some money in the bank, which means that the $15,000 bill might go away in two months, and then we can harness that money for dad, who may live another 10, 15 years, um, and if we don't save the money, he's not going to have enough money in two years to pay for his independent living care because all the other money is going to go to mom's nursing home. Um, And so this is a situation where I'm fairly confident we're going to protect several hundred thousand dollars from this exposure and provide that for dad so that he continues to have a decent standard of living in a decent environment for the rest of his life and we don't lose all the money to mom's care costs, right? So this is just, for me, this is why I do this stuff. This is why I'm on here every Saturday morning telling you to come to a workshop because occasionally, and it's not all that infrequent, we run into families where we are able to provide life-changing legal advice that completely sets everybody at ease and will allow um, them to get the care they need without going broke in the process. And, you know, I, I joke with a lot of people that I shouldn't need a job. Like, you, sh- my career should not exist. You should not need an elder law attorney to get long-term care. You should not need a long-term care uh, an elder law attorney to make sure that long-term care costs don't result in you losing your home. But welcome to America. This is how we take care of our seniors in this country. And so then the question is, what are you going to do to protect yourself? Um, And so you might be wondering, what the heck are we going to do to help this guy and their family? In this case is becoming what we call in our office a Medicaid crisis case, Medicaid crisis case, because to most families, 150 grand a a year plus in long-term care expenses, that's a financial crisis for most families. And if it's not a financial crisis in your family, congratulations on your success. Um, But for the rest of us, it's a financial crisis. Um, And here's the thing. When somebody goes to the nursing home, the only government program that's going to help most people pay for it is Medicaid. We call it medical assistance in Pennsylvania. And Medicaid has a lot of rules on how you can become eligible for Medicaid to pay the nursing home. Um, some of the rules people know. Generally speaking, you got to be broke. Okay. Generally speaking, you can't give all your stuff away and then apply for Medicaid. You know, You can't just make yourself broke today and apply for benefits tomorrow, it doesn't work that way. They have a five-year look-back period. Okay, so that's generally how it works. But those general rules, well, there are exceptions to those general rules. And in a married case, there's a big, 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 big exception that allows us to transfer money 
from the sick spouse, in the case of this family, mom, to the healthy spouse. Uh, and we do it in a way that is compliant with the Medicaid rules and results in immediate Medicaid eligibility. And dad is able to access the money for his care. Um, it's part legal planning. It's part financial planning. We get a financial advisor involved typically on these cases. But when it works well, it works very well. And in a married case, it is not uncommon for us to save 80%, 90% of what they have even after someone is in a nursing home. And so what does that mean to you? What that means to you is if you have a loved one in a nursing home or if there's someone in your circle, your family, your congregation, your employment, that has somebody in a nursing home, they should call us because we offer free consultations and we'll let you know if we can protect a bunch of money and still get the senior the care that they need. Um, and so you can get that free consultation by calling us at 724-546-4227, 724-546-4227. Um, or go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Uh, and you're going to find all kinds of resources and, and can get hooked up with us there, okay? Now, that's what we're going to do in that family. And it's wonderful because we're going to protect a couple of hundred thousand dollars. But remember that they've already gone through over half a million dollars. And the shame of the whole thing is, had we met them sooner, we could have protected a lot more money. But once it's spent, it's spent. Um, and so maybe you don't have somebody in your circle who's currently in a nursing home, but maybe it's on the horizon. Or maybe you're perfectly healthy right now, but you've had parents or grandparents in a nursing home, and you've seen how this goes, and you want to protect yourself. So this type of situation is what the workshop is really about, which you can register for. They're free. At the workshop, I teach you how to protect your stuff. Now, this typically involves using a trust to protect your money from long-term care expenses. We protect your house from long-term care expenses. Um, and there's certain types of trust. Now, l let's talk about this word trust. If you look at the old episodes, if you go back and research this, there's lots of um, – I've, I've put out tons of content on trusts. Um, and just last week, I had a financial advisor – who we have great relationships with financial advisors. We get a lot of work from financial advisors. We refer a lot of work to financial advisors because when, when estate planning is done well, we have to be walking lockstep with the financial advisor. That's the only way that it works well um, because I might write to you the world's best estate plan, and then if they go and slap a whole bunch of beneficiary designations on everything, well, then the estate plan isn't going to work the way that it was intended, right? So, so we, have to, we have to communicate. But I was meeting with this new financial advisor. We were having a cup of coffee. And the fellow says to me um, that he thinks that his clients just need simple wills. Obviously, he hadn't listened to my radio show before. Obviously, he probably hadn't even been to my website before. He, he, and I said, well, sir, uh, respectfully, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Um, and he said, well, why? My clients aren't all rich. And I said, well, because trusts aren't for rich people. There, there are trusts for rich people, 
But there are also trusts that make a ton of sense when it comes to middle-class Americans and, uh, and upper-middle-class Americans. He said, well, what are you talking about? And I said, well, sir, what do you think are your client's biggest risks in retirement? Like, let's, let's have a hypothetical client here. Um, Joe and Mary are married, and they're 67 years old, and they have a home, and they have a half a million dollars of savings. What is their biggest risk? Is their risk taxes? No. They pay taxes, but they're not going broke over taxes. Is their risk market risk? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Is their risk post-death administration expenses, probate? Probably not. I mean, look, if we can avoid probate, that's great. But, again, they're not going broke. But the problem with all of this is that a lot of those things assume that when Mary and Joe pass away, there's, there's anything left. See, estate planning traditionally, when we're talking about a will, a will answers the question, what happens with the things I own in my own name when I pass away? Who gets it? But that's not estate planning. That's, that's post-death distribution planning. Estate planning encompasses, when done properly, encompasses way more than who gets it. Uh, who's in control if I become incapacitated? Who's making my health care decisions? Who, uh, who's in control if I get sick? Can we protect any money from taxes? Can we protect any money from long-term care expenses? Because in my opinion, the biggest financial risk most middle-class Mer- Americans face is the threat of long-term care. See, people who are on the lower asset scale, people that are poor, if they end up in a nursing home, they end up on Medicaid because they didn't have any assets to begin with. Fine. People who are wealthy, super wealthy, they can pay for the nursing home with the interest on their money. They could buy the nursing home, depending on how much, you know. So, so, and I can tell you the wealthy people, which I got nothing against wealthy people. I'm working really hard to try to be one one day. But this isn't the thing that keeps them up at night, okay? They, they're probably worried more about taxes and, and, and different things, right? So who gets hit the hardest when it comes to long-term care is middle-class, middle-class Americans. Because middle-class Americans, Joe and Mary, who have a home and a half a million dollars, well, if they encounter a nursing home event that is $180,000 today, today's dollars, let's fast forward 20 years with inflation, we're talking about a quarter million dollars a year, Joe and Mary can't handle a quarter million dollars a year. If one of them gets sick, if Joe gets sick, Mary's in trouble. Um, and so I explained to my new financial advisor friend that everybody that you're telling all they need is a simple will, you are doing nothing to help them protect themselves from long-term care expenses. And so in my opinion, they should probably look at a thing called a Medicaid Asset Protection Trust that can protect your house and protect your money from long-term care expenses. Uh, and, you know, here's, here's sort of my take on this. Um, I shared at the beginning of this episode my grandfather's story. The trust I wish he would have had was a Medicaid Asset Protection Trust. It would have saved a lot of money. This family we're now helping is a Medicaid crisis case. Had we met them 10 years ago, I would have had them in an Asset Protection Trust, and we would have saved them all of their money. Um, And I implore you, listening to this episode, who are healthy in retirement years and are concerned about this stuff, you should schedule yourself and come to one of our upcoming workshops and learn about how these things work because once people understand how trusts work, 
and that you're really not giving up all the control and you can still sleep in your house every night and you can still mow the grass and you can still make home improvements and the house looks the same and the house smells the same and the house feels the same and you sleep in it every night but it's owned by a trust and now it's protected from long-term care expenses wow you mean all i had to do was put it in a trust and i could protect a three hundred thousand dollar home from the one in three chance of me getting dementia yeah that's it that's 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 what you do that's what you should do my opinion that's what you should do um and you know lots of families will come to this workshop and they'll hear it and they'll learn about it and they'll think well, of course this makes sense. And so I encourage you to, to come and become educated on these things because when people turn 65, everybody goes out and learns everything there is about Medicare, right? We have to make a decision on Medicare, which is health insurance when, we, uh, when we're 65. And the insurance companies are mailing you and mailing you and mailing you, and people become educated on this. You have to make a decision. But nobody's telling you you have to make a decision on Medicaid. But you do have to make a decision on Medicaid. You right now listening to this, if you're a retiree, you are making a decision on Medicaid. If you are not doing something to protect you, you are making the decision to leave yourself exposed to the harsh rules. Or you can take steps to protect yourself from the harsh rules. Either way, you're making a decision. Um, and, and so many families end up in our office who just had their head in the sand, and now they're in a Medicaid crisis and we can only protect a fraction of what we could have five years ago had you come in and gotten yourself a trust. And so I, 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 you can probably tell I feel real strongly about this. In fact, I was with a uh, – the other story I wanted to tell you, I was with a client the other day, and um, I was explaining why I thought in her particular situation an asset protection trust might be the right idea. Um, and – she didn't want to do it, and she didn't understand it. I said, fine, don't make a decision today. I'll give you another meeting. Let's take our time and get comfortable with this because I, I really think it's the right idea. And she said, no, I, I, I don't think it's for me. Okay, all right. Well, I'm sorry, but here's the thing. You need to redo that power of attorney you have. And she said, well, why do I need to redo my power of attorney? You know, they're real suspicious, like, um, she said, I already have a power of attorney. I've already named my oldest son to be my agent under the power of attorney. I said, yeah, you have. But the power of attorney that somebody sold you doesn't have any gifting language in it. And it doesn't have any ability to create irrevocable trust. And it doesn't have any language at all about annuity contracts. And it doesn't have any language at all about um, Medicaid planning and what you're allowed to do. And she said, well, well, I got it from a lawyer. And I said, well, you didn't get it from a lawyer who does elder law work. Um, so let's update your power of attorney. It's only a few hundred bucks. And she said, well, why do you feel so strongly about this? I said, ma'am, you have elected not to do an asset protection trust, which is cool. Like, that's fine. I, I don't, I'm not here to sell you a document, right? I'm here to tell you that you should be thinking about your family's best interest and in making educated decisions. You've gotten the education. You think the right decision is, is to not do the thing? Great. But let's do the power of attorney because if you get sick, and then you, your family comes back in here in five years, and you are now in a nursing home because we didn't plan ahead. All your money's exposed. We had better have a really good power of attorney so that we can do Medicaid crisis planning because I can still protect something. And your existing power of attorney document that somebody sold you doesn't allow us to do anything to protect your money. And so she didn't do the asset protection trust, but she did do the power of attorney 
Um, and, you know, it, it's – which is fine. That was right for her. That was right for her because she wasn't comfortable. She didn't like it. She didn't understand it. Um, and so we're going to have another meeting because I think once she understands it, she will like it. Um, but I, I just want your takeaway to be from this episode that you should become educated. You should come to the workshop. We're friendly people. Um, I'm going to give you my advice. Take it or leave it. I'm going to give you my advice. Um, I'm going to explain to you how this stuff really works. And then you are going to make your informed decision. But so many advisors and so many lawyers don't take the time to educate their clients on how this stuff works. Um, and as a result, there's a lot of people going broke. And so that's the mission that the Seckler Law Firm is on, is to help you make informed decisions. You should come to uh, one of our upcoming workshops, which you can find out all about them at secklerlawfirm.com, or give us a call, 724-546-4227, 724-546-4227, and become educated on these issues so that you don't find yourself in the dark uh, and without options if you ever do get sick. Okay, so in my closing um, minute or so here, I want to I sort of plug next week's episode because next week's episode is going to be a good one. Um, it's going to be a good one in particular for business owners. So if you happen to be a business owner or if you happen to know a business owner, please, please, please don't miss next weekend's episode. We're going to be talking about a thing called the Employee Retention Tax Credit that is a tax credit that was available in 2020 and 2021 that nobody took advantage of because there was some um, some differences of opinion on how this thing was to be interpreted. But here we are another year later, and it's becoming a little bit more solid what this thing looks like. And a lot of employers have the opportunity to amend former tax returns uh, to take advantage of it. So I'm going to be joined by a tax attorney, a friend of mine who litigates every day with the IRS. He's going to give you his opinion on the employee retention tax credit. It's going to be a fantastic episode, especially for business owners. So check it out right here next Saturday. I appreciate your attention. I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you then. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.